Can the Aggies defense shut down the powerful Razorbacks offense on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'd like to thank Bet Online. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today we are talking about the Arkansas Razorbacks offense. And when you start talking about the Arkansas Razorbacks offense, you start in one place. And that is in the backfield with the quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. K.J. Jefferson is going into his second season as the full-time starter for the Hogs. And he is a dynamic player who has been a very good runner for his entire career, but this year is putting up extremely impressive numbers through the air as well. So last season, in 13 games as the starter for the Hogs, Jefferson posted a 67% completion rate. That's 198 for 294 attempts. 2,676 yards, just under 2,700 yards, about nine yards per attempt, and 21 touchdowns and four interceptions. This year, on the other hand, he is 55 for 78. That's almost 71% completions for 770 yards. That's right at about 10 yards per attempt six touchdowns, and one interception. So he is on pace to exceed his touchdown rate from last year, exceed 3,000 yards passing, which he wasn't really close to last year. He's a yard per attempt better this year offensively or through the air, and he's two and a half, three percent percentage points better on a completion percentage standpoint. He has become a very good passing quarterback. His rushing has slid back just a little bit. He averaged about four and a half yards per attempt last year. About 664 yards on 146 attempts with six touchdowns. This year, he's not being as dynamic as a runner, only averaging about 3.7 yards per attempt, about 170 yards on 46 attempts. But he already has three touchdown, three rushing touchdowns. So he's on pace to double his rushing touchdown pace from last year and exceed his passing touchdown pace. He's a much more dynamic player with his arm this year, which is leading to more opportunities with his legs. And as a quarterback, especially in college football, that is like it's almost a cheat code. 
and I've talked about this when I talked about the way Bryce Anderson played for Alabama, or not Bryce Anderson, that's the AM safety who played incredibly well last year. Bryce Young, excuse me, the quarterback for Alabama, the way he played against Texas and the way he brought Alabama back in that game, utilizing his legs as his primary, as the thing that sort of opened up the offense. When he dropped back and it wasn't there, he moved in and out of the pocket to create space and manipulate the defense at the second and third level and created space and made plays with his arm. When he did take off, he was able to create dynamic plays, convert important third downs, and we're going to get to that here as we get further into the show and talk about the keys to the game for the Aggies offense, why that's so important. He would, when you have the ability to run at quarterback, you have the ability to make third downs a lot easier. These defensive coordinators are really good, especially at AM. DJ Durkin's really good. The defensive players are really good. AM has a really good secondary. They're going to cover Arkansas's receivers well. For KJ Jefferson to get out and make plays with his legs is going to be something that AM has to be ready for. Because if they're not prepared and have an answer for that, it's going to be a long day. Arkansas is going to hold on to the ball, and it's going to feel really familiar because it's going to feel a lot like what happened against Appalachian State. AM has to be able to – I feel confident and comfortable that AM is going to be able to cover up the Arkansas wide receivers. We'll get to those pass catchers a little later on in the show. which brings the focus back. If you're going to be able to cover the guys in the back end, you're going to make the quarterback hold on to the ball. That almost makes KJ Jefferson more dangerous because it lets him get out of the pocket and run. But again, we've seen he's not quite as dynamic last year carrying the ball. Maybe that's uh, just a, a, a symptom of being more dynamic, throwing the ball, not taking as many opportunities, rushing, etc. But it's going to be very important. He's the guy they have to, have to, have to slow down. There's another guy, though, in the backfield who is equally as important, and that is Raheem Rocket Sanders. Now, Rocket Sanders is 6'2 and weighs 225, 227-ish pounds. You combine him with the 240-plus pounds of K.J. Jefferson, and you've got 460, 470 pounds in the backfield. That is a load to have to deal with with as many times as this Arkansas team is going to run the ball. We saw against Appalachian State, and I'm going to keep going back to this game because I think there's going to be some similarities in the way Arkansas tries to approach the game based on what they saw happen when AM played Appalachian State. The Arkansas Razorbacks are currently averaging five yards per attempt and averaging 48.7 rushing attempts per game, 48.7 rushing attempts. They run the crud out of the ball. 
and they average five yards a carry doing it. About two-thirds, about 60% of their plays, 65% of their plays are going to be on the ground. And they've averaged 500 yards of total offense per game this year. But it's been almost 50-50 from a yardage standpoint, rushing versus passing. Raheem Sanders on 66 rush attempts has 440 yards and three touchdowns on the season as a runner. 6.7 yards per carry. That's huge. That's a massive number from a running back. And when you look back to, again, 225 pounds, when you look back at what Appalachian State was able to do, they were without the small dynamic speed back, and they used the big back for the entire game, and they were willing to live with four- and five-yard gains over and over and over again. And even if they threw an incomplete pass and had to go for it on fourth down or run the ball on third and four to try to get the first down and then convert on fourth down if they had to, they were willing to do that. And because they were willing to do that, they were able to just hold the ball what seemed like all day against A&M. And if you want to talk about a primary concern for A&M going into this game, that's the concern, is that Arkansas will just hold on to the ball the entire, t- the entire first half and go into the, fir- go into the end of the first half ahead 13 to nothing or 13 to three. And then AM has to come out of what they want to do on offense and become one dimensional and create some problems. That that's that's the concern for AM. If you're talking about concerns, are you concerned that you feel like you just can't get in shape? It's not our fault. It's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man, and it can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic or active. If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofen will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workout, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testofen. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics Total T can help you re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231-231. That's COLLEGE to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms. We talked about how the concern going into this game defensively for AM is that even though they are pretty good 
as a run defensive unit, even though they are not giving up huge plays on the ground, that Arkansas will be willing to accept the fact that the best way to beat A&M is just grind the ball into the dirt. A&M's given up about four yards per carry this year. Including, you know, Appalachian State had a big carry at the end of the game that was really a result of the defense being so worn down, all those sorts of things. They're not giving up a ton of yardage per carry. But they also aren't generating or haven't generated a ton of negative plays against the run game. And because of that, if Arkansas is willing to just sit on the ball and run the ball and get four or five yards of carry, which is down from what they usually get, but enough to continuously convert, especially if you have a quarterback like K.J. Jefferson, who is experienced, who has played in this game before, who has played against this level of talent in the SEC over and over, and can just make the throws here and there that he needs to make to move the ball. If they can, if Arkansas is willing to do that, there could be some problems for AM in this game. And this Alabama, or not Alabama, I'm going to call them Alabama because they're playing really well. They're number 10 in the country right now. This Arkansas, excuse me, offensive line is the first offensive line that AM is really going to face this year that brings the size to the picture to match up with AM up front. We talked about how the Appalachian State offensive line averaged 285 or 290 pounds. The Arkansas offensive line averages nearly 320 pounds up front. And they are experienced. They've played combined over 100 games in college. This group has played a lot together. And it's a lot to be worried about if you are Texas A&M going into this game. You are going to need Walter Nolan back in this game. You are going to need McKinley Jackson and Isaiah Rakes to play really well. You're going to need Albert Regis to continue to play really well and hold up inside. And you're going to need these secondary players to play really well in a lot of man coverage situations without a lot of help over the top and prevent big plays so that you can bring bodies forward to stop the run. Because that is what Arkansas wants to do. Again, 65, 67% run so far this year. And that's, that's even in, in considering the fact that they were behind against Missouri State going into the fourth quarter last week. So it's not like they've had these pure, wonderful game scripts that have meant that they've been able to just sit on the ball and run the ball out. They've been in relatively close games. They beat Cincinnati by seven, 31 to 24 the first week of the, of the season. They beat South Carolina 44 to 30 in the second week.
But even then, they had to score 23 points in the fourth quarter to win the game. And then against Missouri State, they had to score 21 in the fourth quarter to come back from behind 24 to 17. Or, yeah, 24 to 17 to wind up winning that game 38 to 27. So, this is not a team that has run away from opponents early in games and just sat on the ball to milk the clock. They, they want to run the ball. Even when you get out in front of them, they're going to keep running the ball. And if they're willing to take the chances and go for a few fourth downs and trust that they're going to be able to consistently get three or four yards of carry and hit an occasional pass play to move the ball, if they can play clean football, they can put A&M in some binds. From a pass catcher standpoint, their leading pass catcher is Matt Landers, averaging about 15 yards per reception, 211 yards on 14 receptions. Right behind him in terms of number of receptions, Jaden Hazelwood, 13 catches, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. Trey Knox, not far behind. 10 catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns. Then they get Raheem Sanders involved in the passing game as well. He caught a 73-yard touchdown pass last week to help the comeback against Missouri State. He's got 117 yards and a touchdown as well. A couple of other guys have a few catches, but those are the leaders. Again, none of these guys are catching 8, 10 balls a week, partially because there's just not that many targets. K.J. Jefferson has only averaged, you know, about 25 or 26 pass attempts per game. This game is absolutely going to come down to how well the A&M front six or front seven can stand up against the run and can the A&M secondary handle the pass catchers in a lot of without throwing numbers at coverage. One of the things we talk about on defense a lot is you can choose where you put your personnel on the field and decide what you want to allow your opponent to do. And some teams are talented enough in certain areas. We like to think AM is talented enough in the secondary, especially if you, with Brian George and Damani Richardson back from their targeting ejections last week, Denver Harris and Smoke Bowie hopefully back from their suspension from last week, Antonio Johnson hopefully back from the little injury that he suffered at the end of the Miami game. Hopefully A&M has enough talent in the defensive backfield to be able to play more man coverage, to be able to leave those guys isolated with a little less help numbers-wise and be able to push more guys forward into the run defense and be able to contain this run game for one to two yards a carry, especially on first and second downs, and be able to prevent Arkansas from carrying these huge 10, 12, 14 play, eight, nine-minute drives that just completely deplete a defense, take the clock away, prevent your offense from being on the field, all those sorts of things. We're going to get into the keys of the game for AM, and I think you're going to have a pretty good idea of where I'm going to go there. But first, I've got to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Bet Online is your number one source 
for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information and live betting with up-to-the-minute up scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easy, easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. The key to the game defensively for AM, twofold. You have to put Arkansas behind the sticks consistently. You have to make it so that Sam Pittman, the head coach, is put into some really, really tough fourth down decision making. Because if Arkansas is in fourth and two a lot in this game, they probably believe they can convert those. And when you watch them play against South Carolina, they believe they can convert third and four running the ball or third and five running the ball. They're not scared to run the ball in those situations. So you know they're not scared to line up on fourth and two and believe they can get two yards with this run game with Rocket Sanders and K.J. Jefferson. So much of their offense is a shotgun snap with a zone blocking scheme up front with a read ability for the quarterback, with the give or the keep option for the quarterback. He's going to pick a player based on the call uh, on the defense. They're going to leave that guy unblocked, and he's going to do the opposite of whatever that guy on defense does. AM has to play sound. They can't get turned in the running game, and they have to, have to, have to create some tackles for loss and some negative plays, specifically on first down. Because if you can put Arkansas in second and 12, then even if they run the ball and get four or five yards on second down, it's third and eight. You got to wind up getting Arkansas in as many third and eights or third and nines as possible. Because with a team like this, with a quarterback like this, a third and four may as well be a first down. Because it's real easy for a quarterback to break the pocket on a third down and get four yards, especially one as good of a runner as K.J. Jefferson is. You have to put him in situations where when he breaks the pocket and you got to account for him in your coverage situations and all that stuff, there's a lot of scheme stuff that you can do to account for him once you get to third down. But you've got to win the line of scrimmage on first and second downs. Then on third downs, you have to win in man coverage down the field, and you have to have somebody or multiple somebodies with their eyes on K.J. Jefferson prepared for him to break the pocket once the first guy's not open or the second guy's not open. Because if you let him break the pocket and run for first down after first down after first down, you're going to get completely defeated because you're going to know that even if you get him to third down, he's going to convert it. 
you got to be able to get off the field against this team. And the, the most important way to do that is to do it by winning on first and second downs. Win with the beef you have up front against their beef. Win up front, tackles for loss, put them in third and longs, and then have eyes on K.J. Jefferson and prevent him from converting third downs with his legs. He's been very good as a passer this year, but I would much rather see the Arkansas pass catchers against the A&M secondary. I like that matchup a lot compared to the idea of K.J. Jefferson running free all over the field. You have to put him in position where he has to be a thrower because I believe the A&M secondary is better than the Arkansas wide receivers. We're going to get into the defense, the Arkansas defense tomorrow. We'll talk about that and what the AM offense needs to do to succeed. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I am your host, Joey Ikes. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Aggies. And please, please, please go find us on YouTube, Locked On Aggies as well. If you're listening to this on a podcast audio form, go find us on YouTube. Subscribe over there. Give us a like. Leave a comment on the video, share the videos, hit the notification bell so that you get notified every time we post a new video. I appreciate it, guys. Now that you've made Locked On Aggies your first listen, go make sure you check out Locked On SEC with host Chris Gordy, who, along with the local experts of Locked On, will take you around the conference in 30 minutes or less. We are in SEC play. Locked On SEC will have you ready each and every week along with Locked On Aggies. Thanks so much, guys. We will see you tomorrow.